1: with Matt Kolsky and Derek Madden. Yeah, yeah. It's Story Department time, everybody. I'm Derek Madden. He's Matt Kolsky. And look, I don't want to make too big a deal um, uh, about the struggle. But uh, we are podcasting under adverse conditions today. I'm I'm playing hurt. This is a, you know, I, I want to be celebrated like Joe Burrow for the heroic effort that we're
0: we're. Doing to
1: put on this podcast for y'all today,
0: right? Um, I want to say this as delicately as possible. <laughs> I think. Ah, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I think our I think our biggest obstacle is just like I feel like you might be having a bad day over there.
1: I am having a bad day. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> Technology is letting me down today. So uh, this podcast is happening via speakerphone for me.
0: Yeah, uh, I like no I under- apologize
1: if I sound like crap.
0: I know, see, you're saying that, but as the guy over here with the recording, uh, I assure you this was the best audio available to us, and it's not so bad. So, in fact, if you hadn't said anything, I think this audio was probably around our average quality. Uh, oh, great. So, um, That's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> or it just means you have a great phone that has really super great speakerphone capabilities. Um, look, there's a little bit of ambient noise. Uh, but, uh, there's something about Bluetooth headphones that don't record very well over zoom.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. Um, <laughs> that's, that's weird. Despite that intro, uh, we're going to do our best to do a quicker show today, at least, uh, uh, cause I need to, cause I'm, like I said, having a bad day, uh, <laughs> and I have about five other problems that I gotta jump into when I get out of here. Um, so uh, let's get to it Should we should we start with the homework?
0: Yeah Where else would we start?
1: I don't know We could start with Super Bowl props We could start with uh, oh.
0: oh, we got props ready? Are we going to talk trade deadline?
1: We, I was going to say we got
0: trade deadline There's lots okay. of places to start
1: Where would All you right. like to start?
0: Um, give, me a, give me a show or, or one of those other things Can we start with the Aziz Ansari special? Sure Um yeah, Again, what was your take? Cuz
1: I um I I had I had mixed feelings about this.
0: I have some mixed feelings as well. Um I have to say uh, you know, probably maybe maybe most importantly, Aziz Ansari is a really really good stand-up comedian and there are at least a few just I thought incredible laughs in this special. Um which is short, you know, under 30 minutes And the the one that I will spoil Like the character in, in Eddie Murphy's Delirious Who ruins the joke the next day um, Just because I thought it was really pretty brilliant uh, Was the Ice Cube joke Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do, yes, yeah And essentially he sets up this scenario You know, talking about vaccine skepticism uh, Where... Ice Cube has said all this stuff and, and refused to get vaccinated for this movie He was supposed to do But, you know, it's funny Because Ice Cube, a few days before the pandemic started Had a colonoscopy And he goes through He then riffs on the colonoscopy And the experience of Ice Cube's colonoscopy For a solid, like, five minutes And it's funny And then there's, like, a pregnant pause And he's just, he goes <laughs> I don't know if I cubes had a colonoscopy (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like, he's like, but he's over 45. He should have had a colonoscopy. It's important for preventative reasons. So let's hope my joke is true. Um, And I, I fell out of my chair. Um, There's a few laughs of that level that I just, you know, it's what really good comedians can do. And it's a gift and it's pretty special. Uh, That being said, this is a 30-minute stand-up special after quite a long absence from the public eye. uh, And an absence that was pretty clearly, and apparently, I didn't even know, uh, not only an absence from the public eye, but a a departure from America physically. Um, And...
1: Yeah I want to be rich it enough was... to just be like I'm going to fuck off to London
0: Well right I look we'd all like that I, I would probably choose Canada but sure We'd all like to be able to fuck off to somewhere Less unpleasant at any given moment That being said he Obviously that departure From both the country and the public eye Was precipitated by A, a controversy And on, Do we know like that,
1: though. I mean, I, 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 think we all sort of assume, like, oh, you know, he, things got a little heated and he left the country, but that was a while ago. You know what I mean? He made, he's put out a whole season of television since then.
0: You know? Well, he, yeah, I mean, he produced and and directed uh, largely. I, I think he was in it briefly. Series of uh, a season of television. I'm yeah, not he, he has I'm not saying he hasn't done any work. I'm sure he's been working yeah. constantly. I'm like, just
1: saying. I'm not sure he, like, fled the country
0: You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm not saying even that he switched it up (laughs) Okay But it all came in the wake of a controversy Fair enough And he chose in what amounts to his first real public comments Since said controversy And it's been a while He chose to ignore it Um, And I think that's an interesting choice Uh, And I don't know if it's a great choice um, I wish I don't he think has he has addressed it on stage Like, in stand-up before Uh, just not on
1: television
0: I, I don't know that I, yeah, but I mean This is, the... again, it's a matter of public comments, right? Like, uh, oh, yeah. one comedy club is not The same as putting it in a special And I'm not saying he needed to address the incident But I, I you know, again and, and I'm not saying, he didn't need to do anything but I do think it's an interesting choice to release a special that's less than 30 minutes long That does not address the thing everybody turned it on wondering about He has to know, people wonder Hey, what what's going on? Is this, is this why you left the country? Is this why you haven't really made a lot of public appearances? Or is it just a coincidence? Uh, you know, I'm not sure I'd believe that it was a coincidence, but but like again, he didn't have to do anything, but it's a specific and I thought interesting choice to not address it at all. Um
1: I'm not, I'm not gonna say that I, I wasn't wondering if he was gonna talk about it, but yeah. like he also has talked about it a lot. Like I wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't like exactly like, what does he have to say about it either. Like he was Well again, I wasn't don't like he ran it. He's. He, I don't. I
0: don't think he really ran and
1: hid. I don't know that.
0: Like, it's not that he ran and hid. That's why I'm saying he. Like, this is not. I'm not demanding an apology. I. I don't even know that. Uh. You know. Look, I don't. That it was a complicated situation. I'm aware that he has addressed the situation itself. Yeah. All right.
1: He also had a special, another special that came out after this the controversy was in 2018, uh, and he had a Netflix special in 2019.
0: Really, I thought that last special was before all the stuff happened. Did he address it in that? Am I just spacing I, on his last special?
1: I don't know. It's called uh, Aziz Ansari right now.
0: Huh. Maybe I'm the idiot. In any event, I just it. it whether that yes, uh,
1: I, uh, per per the Wikipedia page, it it uh, Aziz Ansari with uh, right now is directed by Spike Jones, premiered July 2019. In it, and Zeri talks about the sexual misconduct controversy he was involved in the previous year. His relationship with Scribner. So,
0: I don't know if I just didn't see that or if I've spaced on it from my memory, but it's not really the point. I think we
1: we thought about it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) again, but but I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying because I'm not saying, like, I need to know what happened that night. I need to know how you feel about it. I'm saying, like, you've been gone since then.
1: Yeah, but what I what I'm saying is like I I, I, you know, he talks about I think was hey, this this thing that we watched last night is like his first public comment since and it's weird that it's missing. And I'm saying, no, there was a he could address it in all other stuff.
0: That's my bad. But what I'm saying is it's it's your first public statement in two and a half years, right? And again yeah. not public statement but like you're releasing This thing And It is very narrowly Focused and it and like he I just it just hit weird that he's Like <laughs> I yeah I moved to London since we last spoke Basically
1: yeah Honestly but- if he hadn't said that though Right because like it's not It's not that weird that like Person who went away for two years Well what happened in those two years Comes back and does a special about that's, uh, with a lot of pandemic jokes, you know what I mean. Like that's not that right.
0: Weird. It's so, just it. Well, I guess what I'm saying ultimately, and and again, this is like I mostly like this. I've watched it twice. Um, this is not a huge criticism. Uh, I guess really, what I'm saying is this is not a particularly personal comedy special. Um, no,
1: although I, I did think sort of the. Uh, the little directorial flourish of adding in the old footage from when he was playing that's those same venues as a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't even know how old he was. He looked Look, like he was again,
0: like... <laughs> this was guy, crazy. he looks 12. Uh, yeah. this guy is really good at his job, um, most of his jobs, as far as I know. Um, although he does joke about not being good at part of his job, uh. This is a funny special, but I guess really there's just not a, there's not it's not that deep. Yeah, and, I, look, and I I would add quickly before you go um that the <sighs> this is not his fault. Um but the hey man, can't we all just get along? Like we need to respect each other thing from comedians. I'm uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just a little tired of it.
1: Me too. It's also a little bit self-serving because it's really – that's really about – I just want everybody to laugh at my jokes and I want to be able to joke about whatever the F I want and I don't like that people don't like that when I joke about certain things.
0: Well, and that's not Um, – that's not how I actually read it from Aziz. I'm just talking about – you know, there are parts of this that are very clearly intended to be cultural commentary and I just don't think it's particularly – Edgy or interesting cultural commentary It's basically Hey like we need to stop yelling at each other Just because we disagree and hey Aren't we probably using our phones too much And it's just like alright I, You know I get it
1: The I know like Bo Burnham did those Kind of jokes for a
0: million times better <laughs>
1: You yeah. know what I mean
0: Creatively but, right not just yeah. complaining about the, the State of the world
1: Yeah and look I know this was not even the point You're making and maybe I'm, I'm getting Into something bigger but like I'm kind of like i i would say comedy world in general we're all tired of your self view of the comedian as the societal button pusher who is here to speak truth to power you know like that you know i'm thinking specifically of the uh um whitney cummings uh defensive joe rogan tweets <sighs> that everyone kind of like piled on to this i mean movie. here's the thing about um, this
0: stuff right when that's true, it's important. It has been true. Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle at some times of his career. I know but, this is
1: bad to say, but I've been uh, uh, I've been watching and and I've been meaning to mention this on the pod the the uh, Bill Cosby uh duck that Cabal uh, Bell's doing on Showtime is uh-huh. really excellent.
0: Uh,
1: and Bill Cosby at points. Uh, I think is very much in that group, right? Yes. So, no, I mean um, that's
0: what there are. Genius comedians who have done that historically, but yes. it is the wild minority. And most of the people who say they're doing that are actually just speaking lies to morons.
1: Yeah, and, and that was kind of my point. Is like, look, if you if comedians, you know, comedy world writ large, if you view this as your role in society, you're doing a shit job at it. You're terrible. Like. You guys are all poor Carlin Lenny Bruce facsimiles You know what I mean And if you're gonna start invoking those people Like Like Say something that Is actually interesting And meaningful And not just You know This regurgitated stick
0: Well Um, And look Part of the problem You know A guy like Joe Rogan This I hope I hope this doesn't come off wrong To people that I want Uh To be respectful to But um the, the What Joe Rogan thinks he's doing Is not a bad thing The problem is he's not smart enough Like it's, Honestly it's that simple
1: uh, One of the problems I'm going to
0: say <laughs> Well no because I actually I, I legitimately think That he really believes He is just Opening the door To all Relevant thoughts opinions uh you know right. processing it looked, it's, right it's, but he's not smart enough to discern what's worth listening to and amplifying and what's not and so it's
1: essentially the the Aaron Rodgers joke from the Aziz stand special right I'm not gonna yeah I don't want to I don't want to ruin it it's a pretty good joke so I'll, I'll let it go but um, yeah I
0: yes right exactly we we should know but the thing is he he's not smart enough to do what he's trying to do, but he is still smarter than you know seventy five percent of the people in the world. So he, he's smart enough to get idiots, millions and millions of them, to listen to him.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna um, take the under seventy five percent. Okay, even if it's fifty percent, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I I I, I don't know. Even if it's 50%. If Joe Rogan is a human of average intelligence, it absolutely does not qualify him to, like, discern reasonable scientific opinions from quacks. He's not prepared for that. But he's definitely smart enough and a good enough talker to get millions upon millions of people who are less smart than he is to listen to him. So, you know, I, I I don't know how we got here, but uh, Aziz Ansari yeah. is not Joe Rogan and um, is not doing any of that stuff. I just think he <laughs>
1: – He's doing a little bit of that stuff. It's a little like, adjacent.
0: here's what – You know, Chappelle gets a...
1: into this territory. It's all – like, Chappelle's a master, but he's not that good in that territory. You know what I mean? No. Jamar, like, all of these guys. I it's It's the whole damn comedy world is lousy. With poor societal commentary right now
0: Yeah and there's just this idea Of like You know You you can't treat sincere ideas And insincere ideas the same And that is the Sort of unspoken presumption Of so much of what Of the stuff that we're talking about Whether it's Aziz, Bill Maher you know, Dave Chappelle is like, well, we can't just totally dismiss all these people who have this opinion. Um, and the thing is, that's how we got here is by not dismissing people who hold insane and her- damaging opinions.
1: Right. By not discerning between ideas Just holding up as like well this is one idea And then the, oh well but this is the other way To look at that and they're equal You right. know what I mean right. Because like, enough people
0: yeah. hold it it becomes Somehow valid and that should not Be the case um, yeah. But here we are Alright we gotta move on um, Anyway that's not Aziz's fault he just probably Leans into that territory a little more than I'd like And overall you know it's 30 minutes It's fine um but it does have a few Really incredible laughs I thought
1: Yeah I mean look it feels Like a little bit like uh comic Who's working out some material that he's gonna You know get into a real set At some yep. point which I think is the vibe that they're going For right and, and probably... as you would expect in that Sort of situation like some of it lands Some of it doesn't you know yeah there's I mean?
0: probably Of the 30 minutes there's probably 10 or 15 That are gonna end up in the, the Good hour you know
1: yeah I would like to pivot to talk about uh what I think might be the greatest casting choice in the history of film,
0: of film, I think you mean Fil- film,
1: television,
0: right? Okay,
1: visual medium.
0: Honestly, I think casting. this could be multiple things that we watched this week. So I'm interested to see what you're about to say.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I I, I mean, okay. I I kind of thought you would get this right away. Honestly.
0: Well, I think uh, I know what it is. I think it's Reacher is not. Then it's, it's not then, then it's Sebastian Stan and and Lily James. It is not. No. Uh but it is
1: it is from Pam and Tommy
0: Oh wow. Okay. You I'll just let you go.
1: What I what I'm talking about is the decision to make the voice of Tommy Lee's penis Oh. one Jason Manzukas.
0: Yeah. Well, I, yeah. That is a
1: role that he was born to play.
0: It's shooting fish in a barrel, really. You're right. <laughs>
1: like, so good. And they they have only employed it once and, and I'm kind of okay with that. I think it would be hilarious if they went and got Nanzucas for this one running joke in a or one joke in a in a yeah. you know, multi episode series. But if it pops up again, I'll also be happy because it's so perfect. No pun um,
0: intended. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: You're right. No pun was intended. I wish I had intended that. Pun. That's
0: great. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> I have to say, like the the uh, initially when all of a sudden you are staring Tommy Lee's penis right in the eye, um, it was a little jarring at first, and then it starts talking in Jason Mancus's voice, and I, I I felt much more comfortable.
1: I have to say having had seen, you know, I've, I I'm assuming at some point in your life you saw the boat video, right? You um, know,
0: I I also assume that, but I have no specific memory of it.
1: I kind of think they underplayed the the size uh, <laughs> like huh. I really Yeah, I believe I that, but it's
0: that. not something I'm particularly concerned with.
1: Could have could have gone full boogie nights there.
0: <laughs> um uh it is like it it is how do i say this properly i do think it's important <laughs> that tommy lee's penis became a character in the story at some point because it's really a pretty big character in this whole thing
1: yeah look this is a a story i do something about for sure Yeah. Uh, you know i've 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 read the dirt Mm-hmm. Um, have you I've read that article that
0: it's based on? The sh- that the show I have is not, based on? I have not Neither based have on. I. So there was one major revelation uh, for me here in these first four episodes. I, I do want to say quickly, before we talk more about it, and my overall review is pretty good, Um, it has not at all uh, assuaged my concern. That it is not going to uh, reckon with some of the darker aspects of uh, their relationship.
1: Oh, interesting. I mean, it might not. I don't, like you said, I haven't read the article, which I, I don't know well, if they, what how much the article gets into it.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the abuse is later, but like this man beat her up and went to jail for an extended period of time um, yeah, months.
1: It's look. It's it you know it's it's possible to me that yes that this movie is definitely about this pretty specific period of time. Or well, show, and
0: specifically, right? Is <laughs> this this show is it, it? It is a story told through the eyes of someone who's only involved in the sex tape part, right? To 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 a right. large degree. So yeah, you're getting stuff he didn't literally see. You're getting behind the scenes with Pam and Tommy, but it it. It feels to me like it's giving itself an excuse to not get into their life after this specific period, which lets them avoid spousal abuse.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know that I've, like, I don't, I don't know that I feel that way. Like, I, look, dude, don't get me wrong. We'll like, see I what happens. Like, it, you know, I feel I like know. it's a worthy thing to address, but I don't mean like, I, like, just the idea of, like, oh, we just, this is too uncomfortable or, or it kind of, Ruined sort of the main character of our story, so we're going to leave it out. Like, I feel like this has a lot to say about this specific period and the sex tape and this, yeah, really kind of incredible (laughs) violation of their privacy. Yeah, that kickstarts obviously a whole other thing, right? Right. Um, yes, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of meat on that bone. Like, I don't feel like they are like. Taking refuge from like well If we show this thing it's mess. like I feel like They're telling the story they want to tell if That if that makes sense
0: I I agree But I also think if That story does not include Some sort of Handling of that and, and if The relationship we see between these two People is largely the one we've seen to this Point which is like sure He gets upset sometimes but everything's Cool um I think that's problematic. So let's just see yes, what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean we'll we'll see. I don't think that to this point, uh, and we're what three, four episodes in. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think the show has taken make great pain, any great pains to make Tommy come off like real great. You know what I mean? Like you certainly understand why Seth Rogan has a beef with them. Undoubtedly. If, if you know, if maybe the reaction was a little bit disproportionate. Um, <laughs> that was the other thing I did not expect, right? Like, I I knew Seth Rogen was in it. I did not think it, it was going to be so central to all of this. So, um, well, and I again, sort of enjoyed watching some of the story from his perspective.
0: You know what I mean? I do too, but, but also, like, it's a little bit of, um, you know, where's the truth in advertising, right? Because what this really seems to be, and again, we don't know. It's halfway through or whatever it is. I don't know how many episodes There are going to be. Are you caught? Have you watched all four?
1: I've
0: watched yeah, I've watched it all before. Okay, me too. Um, so and look, it's super entertaining. I think, like I said when I couldn't guess what the hell you were talking about, all the casting is phenomenal, I think. Um, right down to Nick Offerman, who is spectacular as a sleazy eighties yeah, porn guy. Um,
1: Dice too.
0: Dice. You know? Excellent. Uh just everyone's great. It's a it's a really entertaining miniseries so far. Um It's just, it's called Pam and Tommy Not Pamela's, you know, triple X sex tape And so far this seems to be more the story of the sex tape Than the story of Pam and Tommy per se
1: Yeah, you know, I I agree with that Although I do think it's interesting, right? The episode that kind of focuses a little bit more on Pam Like she's someone whose interior life I just don't think has ever been The culture's not given a lot of uh, Just thought to she um
0: and- she she is the victim. I mean, you know, no more than countless other uh, famous women, but she is really the victim of awfully tough timing for her career. Yeah, because if she comes That's- around five or ten years later, like there's just a different level and and type of respect for her as a human being. I think. Um, yeah, and she was so easily trivialized into this. Sex object hole for her entire career. Uh, it's a tough one. Yeah,
1: the scene where she talks about Jane Fonda, the PR lady, is just amazing. I think.
0: Amazing. Um, and Lily yeah. James is incredibly convincing as this woman who all we saw was like sex kitten all the time. That's all we ever saw of Pam Anderson on TV. You know, in magazines. That's that was her entire public profile. And you really can believe that this woman That, you know, Lily James is portraying This woman has that public profile But also, like, a complex interior life That we had no no concept of at the time And no nobody knew enough to ask Or was, you know, interested enough to figure it out It's sad <laughs> No one stops to think,
1: like, is this a person? You know, maybe not the most interesting person But it's a person A fully realized person, you know what I mean? Yep And it's gotta be hard to... Um, To be in the world and be, you know, have this one thing about you be super hyper valued by society, but also have them not be interested in you in any other way. You know what I mean? Like, similarly, that's gotta warp you.
0: Absolutely. It must be incredibly difficult. And similarly, when she gives that sort of little speech to Tommy about, like, how do you not see this, that this is different for me as a woman? And he's just like, huh? And by the way, like, Tommy Lee, while a lunatic, is not an idiot, right? And he's not totally unaware of, like, feminism and women's issues, right? Like, he's not completely insensitive. And, again, he's got other issues with violence and whatnot. But, but like, he is not portrayed as a, uh, like, a horrible um, – what's the word I'm looking for uh, – Uh, Why am I blanking on the word for bad men who hate women Uh, Misogynist He's not a misogynist He's a jackass um, But he's a non-misogynist who the idea of like Oh, it's harder for a woman to deal with sexual issues in the public eye in 1994 Is like, really? Huh Never thought of that no,
1: and that, and that I
0: think is sincere <laughs> I, That's what I'm Never saying In yeah. in 2005 He's like, yeah, I know Like, this sucks Like, I get it Because he does sort of say that About some of the things Like he, at least the way this is portrayed He understands The struggle she's in at work Right, and he's supportive yeah. of her um, yeah. But He doesn't understand How her her fame is different from his fame just because she's a woman. And that's something we obviously gained a much better understanding of over the subsequent 15 years following this. And even he all of that the, to, to now. Like our, our, I'd be curious
1: to see what he has to say about it now. To be so honest. would
0: I. I doubt we'll ever find out. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm sure. I don't know. Molly Crews is going to tour again and people will ask. You that's know what true. I mean? He likes to talk. talk about it. He'll talk about it. He does he like by the way, he's. His reputation within the business is a legendary head. Like, you know, even today, it's supposed to be just super fun to be around and, and a very nice guy. Um, yeah.
0: And well, that's the thing about Tommy Lee is, like, he had drug problems and anger management problems and is a, is a convicted violent criminal. <laughs> but yeah. no one ever said he wasn't fun. Or and and I don't think anyone ever looked at him like one of the evil dudes in rock and roll who like, you know, was bad to be around and and would drag you down with him. Just a nut. Yep,
1: I, I think I told the story on the podcast before of meeting Zendaya, right?
0: What? Um, I, I f- think look, I feel like I've told. Story. I forget a lot of things, but I feel like I'd remember a story about you meeting Zendaya.
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a super like. Meaningful interaction or anything It's kind of of the point of this story You spent a
0: weekend in Greece With Zendaya? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no But tell me the story Maybe I have heard it But I want to hear it again
1: So I was at a radio convention uh, A couple of years ago Like in LA This was She was You know, it was a couple years ago So she was not Obviously the level of fame That she is now Or, you know Because no one has to do These kind of things anymore at At that level of fame Um but she, you know, came out of the Disney world, right? So she actually had a record deal at some point on Hollywood Records, uh, uh, which yes. is the you know record arm of Disney. And uh, so they were taking her around to meet people at this convention. Like, she's a pop artist, and someone's introducing her to me, who does not work at pop radio at all. You know what I mean? And I was like, hi, very nice to meet you. I thought, like, you know, she, uh, you know, made an impression, like she's an attractive person, and, you know you look at the kind of Disney thing, you think really talented, but like the overriding thing was, I just kept thinking like, this must be really hard to do to be. Cause I got to say, you know, I mean, she's pretty young now. This must've been, she must've been like 16, 17 then to be Um, like going around and having to talk to all of these old dudes. You know old radio guys and like chat them up and smile and it reminded me so much of that scene with Pam at the dinner with the tv execs you know what i mean and i was just like you know like like there's just a whole like this weird creepy meat market vibe you know what i mean um that uh that i think still really exists even now in hollywood and even as we're more sensitive to, to sort of some of these things. And look, I'm not saying that Hollywood Records did anything wrong or
0: put her in like No, well, and here's the uh, thing. an abusive position. It's just a weird position to be in, you know? Well, right. And and just for the record, like people are doing that with 40 something white men who have a record out as well, right? It's just the awkward dynamic doesn't exist. <laughs> like it's not Correct. like they're exclusively I mean... touring uh, attractive young women around the radio convention. It's just because so many of the radio guys are older dudes, there's a bit of a weird vibe when Zendaya right. is that do- being walked that around. That
1: doesn't exist when you bring the when you bring the male. When it's Eddie Vedder, around. right? And they do it, you know. Well, Eddie Vedder, right? it's weird for Eddie Vedder, which is why Eddie Vedder didn't do that kind of stuff, right? For the yeah, but you get my point. Um, yeah, yeah, I do get your point. I totally get your point. Uh, but like, and, and the other thing I would say about it is the reason they do it is because it works, right? Like.
0: I guarantee yeah. you
1: those those TV exact scheduled Baywatch. You know what I mean? Of course, so, you know. But like, the, so th- so I get it. But like, it's also like, you know what I mean? And like, there's still a lot of that. It's still hard to be a woman in the, in the industry. And I do think the show does a good job of displaying it. It's it's it like you said, it's super Bowl cast and it's fun, right? Yep. Like it's it's you know what I mean. Even though not all of the subject matter is fun. Um, uh, Sebastian Stan
0: really, I, I I do think he really mm-hmm. nailed. I mean, besides with the makeup and the facial hair looking a lot like him, he really nails the whole vibe of of who Tommy Lee is and the drumming. Yeah. Actually, he's he's good enough to make it work. I
1: was wondering about that. Do you think that they were? Uh...
0: I know he I know he put in work ahead of time. I read something about it, but as yeah, someone sure who played the drums, like he's pretty convincing
1: but it was so it wasn't oh you don't think you think that was all of him or do you think there was some some technical triggeration when he's like kind of doing his thing
0: uh well there was one part where there was some pretty aggressive double bass that I don't know if he played himself because you can't see his feet but generally right. I think he played most of it
1: oh well, good for him because I, yeah. I was definitely wondering that as I was watching some of the some of those drum scenes
0: no um, i mean the the stick work looked solid and he definitely put in work twirling. His stick twirl is solid.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Well, the stick twirl you can look for sure. Um, let's get. Uh, let's let's. Should we move on to Murderville?
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's do that.
1: Um. You know, I've, look. Obviously, there's a, a sort of a I don't know. If high concept is the word, but like the <laughs> the concept of the show, the log line of the show is like.
0: Uh, why are you laughing it, it, well, well if it's high concept It's not the sort of high concept you mean Yeah <laughs> It's the concept fair of enough. someone Who is extremely high
1: Fair enough, fair enough. So basically right Murderville you've, you've got this show with Will Arnett Playing the grizzled detective Yeah uh, And then random celebrity Guest stars come in Who are not really told anything About what's happening and they are there, then uh made to deduce the murder. And so
0: Quickly, we have some uh, in- just real quick, how many did you watch? Uh three. So it was it uh Conan to- Marshawn. Conan, Marshawn,
1: and Camille.
0: That's yeah. those are the same three I watched. Okay. okay. Uh go on.
1: Uh so yeah, so there's some comedy that ensues from from just the, you know. The, the the Terry Seattle Grizzled cop stuff yeah. But then there's a lot of comedy that's obviously about The clash of we've dropped this person In here who doesn't know what's going on and we're Making them do stuff and people are messing With them essentially yeah.
0: and I gotta say I really think they They <laughs> Having watched three which I think is half the series Um I think they should have told them a little Bit more Yeah me too Like it's j- because, and look at Marshawn. They didn't have to say anything. Marshawn was perfect.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what the, like how is Marshawn better than these professional comedians? Well, I think it's.
0: You know why? I think it's. It 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 is. It has nothing to do with improvisational skill. Uh, or, or I shouldn't say that. It has nothing to do with being practiced as an improviser. The best improv is done by people who are totally comfortable in their skin just being themselves in the moment, even when the moment is absurd and one that they themselves would never, ever be in, right? And like, that's that's I... Marshawn. That's who he is. He's 100% comfortable being Marshawn no matter what situation you plop him Ooh. into, whether it's a Super Bowl press conference or a pretend police investigation. He's just going to be Marshawn, and he's such a hilarious and engaging person. And he also just is consistently cleverer than you expect. Somehow, despite years of watching him do it, he's always a little cleverer than you expect him to be, and it's priceless. So Marshawn was perfect. Both Conan and uh, wait, wait, hold on. on, before you
1: get to Conan and the and Kumail, I, yeah, I, I
0: gotta, I gotta,
1: like you. So you're, I'm guessing just from that, you think like. No one helped him at all with Detective Bagovich. Like, that was just, that's all him.
0: I, you know, I can't say that for sure, but I, because so good. So, <laughs> and it was so fast. It wasn't just yeah. so good, it was so fast. But I, I would believe that he came up with that on his own, yes, because he seems, does stuff like it that. He seems man. like
1: he's leading Will Arnett sort of in that, in that particular portion of it.
0: And he, uh, Marshawn Lynch, I just, I, all I can tell you is I've never met Marshawn, but I've I've talked to a lot of people who know him. And nothing's by accident. All
1: right. Yeah. No, he so, definitely seemed like he came in with a plan too. That's the other thing. That's you right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So, and so and I'm him, not man. I'm not saying nobody helped him because who knows? Like that's hard to do what, what he pulled off, even if you're <laughs> really smart and funny. Uh but I will just say, like, what everyone who's spent time around Marshawn will tell you is like this guy knows exactly what he's doing.
1: Yeah, I don't even mean that question. of like, uh, I don't think you could do it. It's more like, it's so good. It's you know so... I mean?
0: No, I... Agree. And that's why I'm saying, like, <laughs> I can't tell you for sure that, like, that wasn't the second take or someone didn't throw a line at him from off screen or something. But, like, it definitely could have just been him because that's how funny and clever yep. the guy is. So, anyway, Marshawn was great. But both Conan and thought seemed like if they had been a little more comfortable and known what was going on a little more they could have been a little freer and funnier yeah i just you know i don't know it they seemed both like seemed
1: perfect for it you know what
0: i mean yeah but they both for some reason and this is it's weirder with conan than with kumail who just was in his first marvel film like they both seemed concerned that they were going to say or do something that got them in trouble or something
1: Yeah.
0: Like they were both kind of reserved in a weird way. And I think maybe they were just so confused the whole time. So, like, I guess what I would say to someone who's asking the question should I watch Murderville? is if you feel like you'd like to go watch a local improv show starring Will Arnett and other famous people. Where like if you've ever been to a local improv show Even the best of them You know It's hit or miss (laughs) There's going to be some some misses (laughs) And like Sometimes it's just going to be like Yeah that didn't quite work Wasn't really funny But then there's going to be some moments Like there are moments in all of these episodes That are just really naturally Sincerely funny
1: Um, Yeah, I I think of like heavily improvised shows Like Curb or or The League mm -hmm. Right like Where are you at with those? Because it's kind of the same thing It's like There are going to be times When it doesn't really work When it comes together It's great You know what I mean? Yeah um,
0: And of course Will Arnett is perfect I mean Will Arnett is Cast perfectly I don't know if the show Is executed perfectly But He's really funny And there's some great Like if you're If you're the person Who likes The SNL sketch Where everyone is Like Sort of not Do it Everyone's breaking A little bit Um this is kind of for you, as well.
1: Okay, I got two things to say about this. First, first off, are you a recommend or, or on the show? It seems like you are,
0: right? Yeah, with some caveats. If it's your sort of thing, it's not bad. So you
1: you bring up SNL, and and, and I and I have to ask. Uh huh. Um, you know, I, a couple of times I've suggested that we cover McGruber on the show, and you were like, hard pass. The film. And I feel like there is a shit ton of McGruber DNA in this show. You know what I mean? Like all of the the scripted parts of it, all of the Terry Seattle stuff that they kind of outline. Like it's all of that, it feels like it comes right from McGruber or from Rob Hubel, who shows up in one of these his like I, uh, SVS SVU ripoff on Adult Swim. I like, like it's Rob all that Hubel.
0: I like I like those guys. I'm probably not going to watch the rest of this show. And I, I, I like Will Arnett a lot more than I like Will Forte, and that's probably why I would okay. rather watch this than McGruber. But this the is other not, thing I want to
1: add. I'm is, trying to be you... fair
0: to a show that's that's not really my shit.
1: Gotcha. Okay. All right. No, well, that makes sense. Um, if you enjoy moments breaking uh, with people breaking, uh, I would urge you to watch the the clip of the NBA All Star uh, Selection oh my Show. With LeBron laughing Where Kevin Durant asks a question Is asked a question and LeBron just loses his shit Like
0: No, Kevin Durant is drafting Rudy Gobert Over James Harden in that moment Oh, is he? Yes (laughs) That's the moment when Kevin Durant said He looked at the two people Left on the board, Rudy Gobert and James Harden And he said I'm going to need some size Oh, that's not The moment I'm talking about what are you talking about i'm talking about
1: when ernie johnson is like kevin's making a pick and ernie johnson starts asking him about hey so can you give us any uh any intel when you might be coming back and like kevin pauses for three full beats and goes no (laughs) 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 and lebron on the other screen just starts dying laughing
0: i have not seen that I I bet the pause is more about uh, a satellite delay, but that's still hilarious.
1: No, no, he's like he's he's milking it. I I promise you, I'll send you. Okay, all right, I'll watch (laughs) it.
0: That's funny. Uh, Kevin's funny. Uh, He he is funny, and he's not nearly. I don't know. I just feel like he's misperceived um, in a lot of ways. But anyway, that's a story for another time. Uh, as far as the Murderville goes, it's it's perfectly perfectly funny. If that's your sort of thing, you'll probably like it.
1: I, you know, I don't. know, I like the idea of it a little bit more than the execution. It's not. It's not terrible by any means. It's Mar- certainly, watch, watch the, the Marshawn episode. Sometimes. Yeah, I would exactly. I recommend you watch the Marshawn episode. That's a good idea. <laughs> Go from there. Um, I, you know, maybe if I had board, uh, but I don't. I, there's a lot of a lot of television. I don't know if I'll be getting back to that or not. Um, all right. Last but not least, uh, Reacher.
0: See, now um, I thought when you were talking about perfect casting, you just as easily could have been talking about this.
1: I get, I get why you say that. Um, and and I, it, it, the casting thing. Look, it's. It's so obvious. It's clearly one of the things that the the producers of the show, if if you've seen any, it you know interviews or any talk yeah. about the show, it's one of the first things they put out. I heard a commercial for it, uh, and it was mentioned in the commercial. It's it is obvious that they went, you know, look, the character of Jack Reacher is huge. Uh, the people know this is a movie starring Tom Cruise, who is not huge. We're gonna put a guy who's huge in it, yeah. and. Watching this show and having not seen the Tom Cruise movie, oh, Um I have. I, I, to me, I like. I don't even know how they did the Cruise movie. Like the physicality of this character seems so central to his existence. Like, uh, I don't know where it would be without that. So now I'm almost, I'm almost curious to be honest. Um, uh Well, it's
0: it. you know, it's basically t- it's it's just imagine if that was Ethan Hunt instead of. Alan Richson. Um Yeah,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Like like putting a, a small guy in his place and yeah. like I mean, how much how much time do the other characters in this show spend on riffing on this dude's size? You know what I mean?
0: Like, I know. You don't well, have any of that. Yes. And this I I think this show is better than that movie, to be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, I find this well, show incredibly watchable. In fact, I've finished it. Um I love the action. I love Alan Richson. I think he's So much better version of this character Than Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise was so self-serious as Jack Reacher And There's just a There's like An understanding Of how insane his own Story is from Alan Richson in, In playing this part that I think Really works and it allows him to be Like a little bit funny about it sometimes And yeah he's a big tough guy That kills people but like he gets how silly it is, you know. I just feel like Alan Richardson understands what he what what show he's in more than Tom Cruise understood what movie he was in, or maybe that movie was just didn't capture the spirit of of what I think this character ought to be as someone who absolutely did not read the books.
1: Yeah, all right. I can't. Uh, I, you know, I'm certainly not going to argue with any of that. I I have not watched all of it. Um, but I certainly get how you could have. I just kind of didn't have the time. Yeah. To, to, I think I watched four or five. Um, so, like, it's, it's it's an easy hang. Now, I don't think this show is aiming for a lot. Like, to me, some of the plots are, you know, CBS or TNT procedural almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little um, bit. Like, some of the bones of this show. But it's yeah. so well executed. And the actors involved, I think, are are pretty charming. Uh, and the action is great. It's like it's a it's a good hang. It's a, it's a good hang. This is a show I will definitely finish. So yeah, uh, like
0: not all shows have to be, uh, you know, elite, uh, high concept, you know, deeply thematic shows. There's not there's not a lot here to use your big brain on. It's just fun, and everybody's really good and. I had a great time so I kept watching it Until it was done (laughs) I didn't have the time either I just chose This over sleep
1: (laughs) Totally get it yeah like if you're looking for a good Like action hang uh, Which I think sometimes you need in your life um, I I think this is good And I believe it's already been renewed Apparently it's a pretty big hit for Amazon so, uh, So good for them Um all right. Let's. Uh, you want to. You want to jump into some sports real quick. I do. Okay. I'd like to start with uh, Super Bowl props. Should we do that? Uh. Okay. Sure. The most. Uh, right. I mean, you know, the most obvious prop is the MVP. So I feel like we should start there. Okay. Um. The uh, look. It's. It. You know. It's not really analysis to say that quarterbacks are overwhelmingly the most likely to win the MVP um of a super bowl mm-hmm. you've got stafford at 135 and burrow at 225 and i think that's just generally reflective of the spread of the game essentially right like yep. that if you told me there's a game with the four point spread i'm guessing that the the favorite qb would be about 135 and the favorite qb about 225 that said i think burrow's decent value at 225 but let's yeah. let's let's take the quarterbacks off the board uh, for a second, and talk about non-quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. it, Cooper Cup comes in at plus six hundred. It's a good bet, um, and I think that's a good bet. <laughs> Aaron Donald is plus eight hundred, and I think Aaron Donald obviously is someone that you have to consider could win the MVP. But I, to me, the fact that he is uh, an interior lineman, like I just think like he's going to make a lot of valuable contributions to the game that aren't going to necessarily get noticed. Oh, which, and I think that's been true in his career, right? Like, as, well, as
0: celebrated as he is, he's not maybe as celebrated as he could be. You know what I mean? I don't know about that. Um, he's as much of a sack artist as an interior lineman has ever been. And sure. this, this interior offensive line for the Bengals is uh, Swiss cheese. So, I actually think Aaron Donald might be your best bet for MVP. So, I do but not believe. If you think
1: it's Swiss cheese and Aaron Donald has three sacks and some other guy has two and some other guy also has two,
0: Like doesn't that sort of
1: dilute his MVP
0: case a little bit You know what I mean I think it depends what Stafford does But if Stafford throws for 300 yards Two touchdowns and two picks And they win 21-17 Because Aaron Donald has three sacks I think he's winning that MVP Interesting Like if they Uh, win a low scoring game And he puts up a couple of sacks And the, the, the Bengals offense isn't very good the, he's got a really good shot at it just because he's a defensive player whose name is is well known and well valued sure uh it's just really hard
1: with defense players to win
0: it um. is it is it has to be look the uh, here's the thing like you said the way this basically works is whoever wins the game if the quarterback was really good they're winning period if they were even pretty good but if the quarterback has a mediocre game, you know, turns it over a couple times, then it, I think, it opens the door to other people. And I think Cup and Donald on the Rams side are the two most obvious guys. For the Bengals, it would very clearly be Jamar Chase.
1: Well, and I was just about to say, if you like Cup at plus six hundred, Jamar Chase is plus two thousand.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's a good flyer.
1: If you're if you if you want to take a flyer, and I actually think maybe an even better flyer is T Higgins at plus 5,000. Mm. Because as someone who had T Higgins on his fantasy team this year, T Higgins was extremely productive. Yeah. Often had games in which um, he uh, outproduced Chase. Chase, mm-hmm. Chase tended to have some huge games, but Higgins Higgins had some big ones as well. And on top of that, he's probably not going to be guarded by Jalen Ramsey. Right. Um uh, in this game. So if I could get more two and a half times the odds for T Higgins, I I think that's a decent deal. I would yeah. also mention Mr. Ramsey himself, who was also plus five thousand. Uh and, I think you know, he'd have to score uh, a
0: touchdown. But he
1: probably probably needs a pick six, but yeah. like that's not it's not beyond the realm. Or like no, it's, it's not. a big day. Not beyond yeah. the realm either. You know what I mean?
0: No, agreed. Uh I would say the only issue with Higgins for me is it's hard for me to see a scenario where he wins over Burrow.
1: I get it. Look, I'm just talking about if you're looking for, hey, I want to play uh, the big line shots. I want to pay a five dollar bet that can win me uh, twenty five hundred bucks. You right. know what I mean? Yep, <laughs> that's that's a good one. Twenty right. five thousand bucks, five dollar bet that wins a twenty five thousand bucks. Is that right? Is that right? No, 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 no. 20, uh, 20, 20, not even, so that's not awesome.
0: even twenty five hundred, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, plus five thousand is 50, fifty times, right? Oh, no, you you're right. Five bucks would win you, yeah, two fifty. I'm, yeah, I'm still is. pretty good.
0: Okay, um, still a good bet if five can win you two fifty. But uh, yeah,
1: so there, those are my MVP choices. You know, I've heard some some interesting. Uh, Evan McPherson is a long shot because <laughs> he's really good and the Bengals like to kick it.
0: Yeah, but he's but... plus
1: he's plus four thousand. I'd rather have. Uh, T. Higgins at plus five. Then
0: it's pretty uh, crazy uh, that he's higher than T. Higgins on there. Just, I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's going to have to kick like a sixty-yard field goal to win. I think to be the MVP. Not to mention several others in the game. So I don't know.
1: I should mention Odell too. Uh, he's at plus twenty-five hundred. You never know if you're getting like a, a trick play. Yeah, uh,
0: something I like just, that. You know what I mean? I think I'd rather bet Cup than than Beckham.
1: Me too. Me too. Um. So I, I, if I'm gambling, if I, if I'm throwing anything on that personally, uh, I'm probably splashing a little on Cup and a little on Higgins. Probably where I'm going. All
0: right. Maybe long Chase, too. wide receiver guy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not you know, I don't know. If you're gonna bet that, why well, bet the QB? It's boring.
0: Agree. Um,
1: it, it's kind of non-QB or stay away from me. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, some other props. These are uh, – I picked out maybe t- uh, 10 of these.
0: All right, let's hear them.
1: Um, offensive T V scored on fourth down. Ooh. Yes is plus 300. No is minus 400. Mm. And I really like yes here. Yeah. The Bengals are – you have two coaches who like to go for it in general. Yep. And the Bengals are bad in the red zone. So there's a decent chance that they are going to reach a fourth down in the red zone. Um, yeah, if you think the Rams are, are are the much better team, which I know some people do, there are also maybe some situations where they're, you know, behind in the game and wanting to go for it. So yeah, I I I really like plus three hundred for offensive TD scored of fourth down.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I like that. It also just gives you a scenario where you know it's fourth and goal and from the two inch line, and and you can get that one. There's, yeah, I like that a lot. Especially with two teams that have such Explosive capabilities I don't know that McVay likes to go for it much On fourth down but certainly the Bengals do yep. um,
1: Will coin toss Winner win the game hmm.
0: uh,
1: I have included this For a specific reason Which yeah. is that no Has won the last seven years in a row Yep uh, They're both minus 105 Yes or no So uh, Don't bet that <laughs> not a lot, you know, you're not getting great odds, uh, for a bet that is obviously pretty statistically even. So, um, but I did I did think that's a, an interesting note.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I heard that somewhere too.
1: Team to record longest TV Rams minus 145, Bengals plus 115. Uh, I'm getting plus odds on on Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, on, on long touchdowns. I, I like that number.
0: I do too. I it seems like it strikes me like the odds were made based on defense and instead of offense, and I think that's the wrong way to do it. Yep, yeah, I think that's that's a great way to put it. I'm, I'm with you on that uh, one.
1: Will the Bengals convert a fourth down? Yes. Uh, yes is minus 150 No is plus Oof. 120 it, It's not, obviously it's not great odds But I still like yes for the reasons that we just discussed
0: They're, They like to go like, for it They're bound to I convert feel like one that's at some a lot, point yeah, yeah, I agree um,
1: So that's a good one Here's another one that I really like uh, Will the game be decided by less than 7 points? Um, yes and no are minus 115 here But my thinking here is that the line is four most places maybe you get four and a half so you're really getting two and a half three extra points here for like that little extra juice to go from you know uh, even to minus 115 and that seems like a great deal if I could buy that right so yeah uh, so yeah so I really like yes at minus 115 and will the game be decided by less than seven points
0: yeah and you get it on the other side just as a bonus I, I, I just think this game is likely to be pretty close so that works for me
1: Will there be a roughing the passer penalty? Yes, plus 140 No, minus 180 Really? I, I'm assuming uh, they've done some sort of analysis To come up with this line But you got two teams that like to get after the passer uh, Honestly, that's I feel that like line, yes, plus 140
0: is a deal I 100% agree with your analysis But that line is so off That it makes me think something fishy is happening <laughs> like maybe just roughing the passer penalties in the Super Bowl are incredibly rare Maybe they just don't call them in the Super Bowl historically
1: Yeah, maybe I don't know, man it Seems like there's a lot of roughing rough the passer penalties in this league
0: Yes, um, and it seems like there's a lot of potential for them in this game specifically So I'm shocked at yeah. that Yeah,
1: and like I said, like a lot of people uh, believe that the Rams are going to be in Joe Burrow's face all day and I yeah. just right like it's just so if you believe that all like it yes takes is
0: one up. hand slipping up to the face mask, you know? Yeah.
1: Plus one forty is good odds. Huh? Yeah. Um will there be a successful two point conversion? Yes plus mm. two forty, no minus three hundred. And for the same reasons of the fourth down thing, I I I like yes. You know what I mean? At plus yeah. two forty, I guess.
0: Like that one's tougher because it's so circumstantial, but uh it's not a terrible bet. They're good odds.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's mostly circumstantial, but like, I honestly, I could see either one of these teams going for that surprise team that uh, teams like to do sometimes, particularly early in the game. Right. So it would be um, yeah,
0: it'd be an easier bet if one of the teams didn't trust their kicker very much, but both kickers are pretty good.
1: You know, the other thing um, is that. You know, Cincinnati has fallen behind by quite like, a bit a couple of times yep. already in the playoffs, right? Yeah. And so, so maybe they're if that trying happens to catch again, up. Yeah. Yeah. Two might be in play. Yeah. So uh, you know, obviously it's not just that they have to go for it, they actually have to get it. Um, but yeah, I like I like plus two two four years as good odds there. Speaking of good odds, will Michaels or Collinsworth say the spread or total during the game? No. No is minus four hundred. Yes is plus two fifty.
0: Mm, yeah, I wouldn't bet. And I that. just
1: think this really being the first Super Bowl of more widespread legalized gambling and more official and uh, NFL gambling partnerships, and knowing that Michaels is a guy who pays attention to these things.
0: Yeah, but I really like yes, man. I like Michaels. Yes. Michaels's whole thing is like dancing around it. I think he likes I think that's fun for him you know he he loves to talk about the spread and the total without actually mentioning them does that make sense yeah I feel like I feel like he has fun with that and therefore there's a good chance they won't actually mention the numbers you know he likes the well that touchdown is meaningful to some of you sort of you know what I mean <laughs> that's what that's what Al Michaels likes to do.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I mean, I, look, it's good odds. If, I guess no's minus four hundred for a reason. Though.
0: If the odds were, will the point spread or total be referenced? I would be a hundred percent in on yes. They will one hundred percent be referenced, but I don't know if they will be specifically mentioned.
1: Um, do you care about the Gatorade color?
0: I don't care, but I'd like to hear the odds.
1: Uh, all right. And they have, they have, uh, they, they've changed the color of liquid, I've noticed, by the way. <laughs> just, just I guess they don't have to worry about the substances. Uh, orange is plus 250. Clear is plus 300. Yellow, green, lime, plus 325. Blue, plus 325. None, plus 950 red pink plus 1100 purple plus 1400 i mean you've got orange and blue teams here right so to me plus 250 or plus 325 uh for either one of those is pretty good
0: Um, Uh, also blue gatorade is objectively the best gatorade so that should uh i think influence the betting (laughs) of blue
1: Uh, oh i'm a red man myself
0: that's weird um
1: <laughs> Why? Like, I'm pretty sure red's the most popular color.
0: Yeah, um, I don't understand people, man. Red. It's just, just fruit punch. Oh, um, that doesn't yeah. taste like electrolytes. Yeah, exactly. Blue tastes <laughs> like electrolytes.
1: I, I, I don't want to taste the electrolytes. <laughs> um, all right. And here's the last one I'll do uh, Super Bowl MVP mentions first in speech. Team and teammates are minus 120. City and fans, plus 300. God, uh, plus 325. Family, plus 750. Coaches, plus 1,400. Team owner, plus 2,000. I like God at plus 325,
0: man. Yeah, I mean, it's just like that sounds like a good bet. I would guess that these odds are based on the two quarterbacks. Yeah. Look, My, if you're
1: gonna thank God, you're probably thanking him first
0: Yeah, but I, like, Burrow definitely strikes me as a teammate's first guy
1: yeah, Stafford but could go guy. either way
0: Stafford is a god guy Yeah, but, like, he's also a guy who spent the last 15 years or whatever of his career Languishing away with terrible teammates in a terrible place So, ah... Uh, I see why teammates is the prohibitive favorite. I guess is what I would say.
1: Yeah, uh, look, I'm not saying teammates shouldn't be the favorite, but I'm yeah. talking about if I'm going to place put my money, I'm uh-huh. putting it on God. Yeah, plus God's, plus God.
0: God is always a value bet. <laughs> always bet on God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the odds would be different for this if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback to the game?
0: A hundred percent. If he was the favorite <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> God would be the favorite. Or like, there's a handful of guys, right? If like a McCown was the favorite quarterback. Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know who the other god people are, but there there are people who are very clearly god people and and yeah, I think that would affect the odds.
1: Yeah. Um Russell, Russell be another one. Um,
0: probably probably going god first if it was Russ, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um all right,
1: so those are your props for this year. Uh obviously there are a million more. Uh, but those those are a few that we like I like some that, of that you might...
0: kept it uh, I like that you kept the props like pretty serious You didn't go into the goofy props too much
1: There are some truly, truly goofy props There always are <laughs> like, yeah.
0: There always are And it's fun Especially to play Especially when talk about like, things,
1: things in the TV broadcast right. There's a whole set of commercial props that I did not get into
0: Yeah, um, well all that stuff's fun But honestly it's worthless to analyze it So uh, I appreciate yeah, exactly. the football stuff
1: also, online props are really uh, weirdly—you know—I sh- I should say weirdly. I guess I get it, but like they are very fixated on Bitcoin. There are a lot of Bitcoin-related yeah. bets available to you. Oy ve. Um, uh,
0: so tell me this, uh, thirty seconds. What was most interesting about the NBA trade deadline? Uh,
1: can I give you maybe maybe my hottest sports take ever? Can't wait I think That So this is my 32nd uh, Most interesting thing That happened in the NBA Okay I think Darryl Moore Got himself fired yesterday Not Anytime soon Right t- Two Three Four years from now But
0: Just because Darryl
1: Actions today Will result In his demise Um and I read as you can probably tell from that, I really hate this trade from the 76ers' perspective. I don't understand it. Uh, I mean, I understand it. I, I understand what they're thinking. Um, but to me, to you have this guy Ben Simmons, right? That you said we're only selling for top dollar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we we want a good player at picks was right was like the original thing. Yep. And so, yeah, you're getting James Harden, yep. uh, who's obviously a good player. Uh, is he as good as he was three years ago? No. Probably not. Is he 32? Yeah. Is he in terrible shape? Yep. Uh, kind of. Is he, uh, you know, do 32-year-olds with bad bodies often fall off the cliff? Yep. Are you going to owe him $60 million in his age 38 season? Almost certainly. Um, so I I just think that the Sixers signed up for the next Russell Westbrook mm. and gave away two first round picks to do it. I, yeah, well, and, okay. Um, Seth Curry's a really good player. I don't like. I would have rather had Tyrese Halliburton and a crapload of picks, <laughs> cra- a good picks from the Kings than James yeah. Harden and and this.
0: Uh, agreed with the Halliburton thing. Uh That being said, I think a couple of things and I don't love James Harden, but he'll never be Russell Westbrook because he has a much better understanding of what he's good at. And he's good at things that are going to continue to be valuable even if he's not in the shape you want him to be and doesn't play the defense you want him to play. Um, Russ is in great shape, but otherwise he's all of those things but also useless on offense because he refuses to accept what he is. Um, James Harden... The problem might be that he accepts what he is too much and he wants to be a point guard who can shoot and he can do that. And now he's on a team where running up and down the floor isn't something that's worth doing. He's going to walk it up the floor and play point guard with by far the best big man he's ever gotten to play with. Um, So, I don't love what he's done. I don't love how we got here. I don't love his game in general, but I do think it's a very good fit if he's on the floor. And I think he largely will be. And by the same token, if Embiid is on the floor, which who knows, but you know, obviously everyone hopes Embiid stays healthy. So I don't disagree with everything you're saying, but I, I can't say he's going to turn into Russell Westbrook because he'll never be that valueless. He's not that <laughs> clueless.
1: I mean he already is a zero defense. He's not a catch and shoot player. So once once he's not well, really able to play guys,
0: I think he's gonna be a wrap. He could I think he'll be fine as a catch and shoot player.
1: But we I mean look, I think we agree, uh like I don't disagree with anything you just said. And and uh in my haste to talk about how bad this trade uh, you know, I think is long term. I should mention, they're definitely a better team short term. And, you know, maybe I don't think that this, I certainly don't think this gives them the title. I'm not sure it even makes them the favorites in the East, to be honest. I don't know that they're better than Milwaukee.
0: Milwaukee, by the way, they also
1: made Brooklyn better with this trade.
0: They did make Brooklyn better, but that's going to take some time to work out. So, you know, I think they have a better chance at a title this year. And this year is going to take less
1: time than people think to work out in Brooklyn. I think Ben Sims is going to be on the court next week. And oh, I, don't. I don't think it's going to take him that long to be
0: in shape Based on everything everyone's saying I don't think we should expect to see him until after the All-Star break I've um, seen some
1: reports that he was reporting on Monday
0: Yeah, I don't mean in Brooklyn I mean on on the, uh, an NBA court um, We'll see it,
1: uh, Yeah, and look, maybe I right, think he's ready but, to
0: roll. But Kevin Durant isn't playing So none of that matters yet um, yeah, correct. It's about what it's like in the playoffs And and when we get to the playoffs in all likelihood Harden and Embiid will have had a lot more time to work together than whatever's going on in Brooklyn. And as of right now, it seems more likely that everyone will be healthy. And as of right now, Kyrie still can't play at home. So I would take Philly over Brooklyn if they played in a series, uh, even I think at full health this season by next season, I doubt it, but yeah. And Who keep knows? in mind,
1: right, the, the, Harris is going to have to be gone, right, for them to pay Harden.
0: So Well, um, but that also uh, – yes, Harris is going to have to be gone, but that likely means a trade, which likely means uh, a way to get – Which mean
1: likely means they're going to attach more picks to
0: get rid of them. <laughs> well, but they can means. use some of the picks they uh, – yeah, that's fine. They, they may have to attach picks, but they are also more likely to get – a greater number of complementary pieces Like now you can really build this team Around two dudes that Like you're kind of saying, you're basically stuck with For the next five years or so um, So I, I it, it, The picture is clearer Is it definitely better In the long term? You might be right It might not be, but at least the picture is clearer You know what you have to do, and you can go out in the offseason and, and make additions and changes That make sense um, So, you know Yeah I think that, as much as anything, there's a there is clarity to this deal for both sides. like now we, the Nets- we we
1: say that we, we you know, we brought all this up and and I did purposely left it out of this calculation. but we're also talking about a guy who has quit on two franchises in less than the space of a year. yeah, so you, you know you did all this <laughs> and like, what happens? What happens in eight months from now? it's not working out like James hoped. and you know, and it Embi- be Embi- it be uh injury. Of some consequences, not exactly out of the question, given his health history. I yeah. know we're on sort of a good run of health for him, but he's a in, impossibly large man with yeah. a history of health problems. Yeah. Um,
0: no, and, and 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 you know, so what situa- happens if
1: Harden checks out? It's not like we, he he ain't quit on he, Mori, He's done it before. So,
0: uh, well, technically, Mori was gone when he quit. But yeah, oh, was he gone? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Fair but it's uh, it's a risk. That's that's part of the risk. I'm not. I I'm with you. I'm not sure I, I would have done it. I, I think like, they could have done like better. So
1: many Phillies choices, potential choices, better than than doing this. I. Really I
0: do. It's not that I don't agree with you. I'm just saying this also has some potential. Like the risks are ones yeah, sure. that I would also not want to take on. But despite the risks, there are potential rewards as well.
1: Sure. It like everything you said is correct It might click, uh and you know maybe they, and they might make a run this year. Um. I, I wouldn't bet on it, but it's it's certainly within the, the realistic realm of possibility. And you're right. They, they obviously will have opportunities to then retool as it goes. But man, those age 35, 36, 37 seasons when Hart's going to be a huge money would scare the shit
0: out of me if I was six Yeah, uh, yeah. If he's going to be overpaid, but he's also at least a good shooter uh, when, when he's not jacking an incredible, ridiculous number of shots. And A good distributor So he has skills that should age okay The question is whether he cares Like you've got to That's the question with Harden It's not whether his skills will age It's whether his attention will wane Um, And that's obviously That's a big risk But Daryl Morey (laughs) believes in him And for what it's worth All of his best production Has has largely been When Daryl Morey was his GM
1: that is true, but uh, Dale Moore was willing to tailor teams around him, and this team's going to be tailored around Joel Embiid still. So, um.
0: But, but okay, let me ask you this, and we, uh, we should stop after this because we've gone on long enough, but don't you feel like – I mean, look, the way this went down just reeks to me of a, a, a large number of texts between Maury and Harden that ended with something like, Yeah, man, they're really trying to hold my feet to the fire So you're going to have to tell them you want out And then I'll be able to get this done Right? Like, these guys are talking And I have to imagine their relationship is such that Daryl Morey What's that? I
1: said, do I believe that they were talking the entire time? Absolutely
0: Right, so if they were talking the entire time I have to believe that Daryl Morey had conversations within that communication that led him to believe that James Harden is prepared to be on a team built around Joel Embiid. And frankly, like the fit with Joel Embiid, again, it's kind of the thing Maury could never make happen for Harden in Houston, but it is the most natural type of player you'd want to pair with James Harden is a, you know, post big, someone who's not trying to run the floor at a crazy speed um, and wants to play half-court offense But will take a lot of the attention away from James Harden That's kind of exactly what you'd want to put him next to
1: Yeah, yeah, look, I'm not saying that they I'm not like, oh, they can't play together I No, just, I know you're not I I'm work, just saying, yeah. if
0: we're talking about building teams around Harden Even though this is effectively a team built around Embiid It might fit Harden as well or better it than might... any of those other teams did
1: Look, Joel, Joel Embiid's awesome and Harden will make it work But Harden does... Like, typically, the kind of center that he's liked to play with in the past is more of the rim running dunker spot center uh, than a guy who wants to play in the post, which is where Joel likes well, to Well, you don't know. Work.
0: You're saying the type of center he liked to play with, but the reality is he only had that opportunity. He has never had this opportunity because there's only like three of these guys in the league. Um, yeah. But Joel Embiid is elite of the elite. He is an MVP candidate, if not the favorite. And that, again, for what it's worth, Seems like it would fit perfectly with what James Harden wants to do. Look, I look. I'm
1: not comparing these two players uh, because one is obviously uh, elite, um, and and the other one uh, was past his prime. But he did play with a uh, you know a a better version of Dwight Howard than we're currently seeing, um, and that did that went poorly. Derek. You know what I mean? So, Derek, um, stop it! Look, like I said, not you comparing those that. two players. I'm just talking about James. Or, you know, Dwight Howard at the time was still a decent player.
0: <laughs> yes, who'd but, like to be in the lane, and it went for Derek. At that moment in time, if you're in the huddle and you're a decision maker, and Dwight Howard says, "I need the ball in the post," what do you say? <laughs> I mean, I said,
1: look, I get it. I'm not saying they're the same guy. I'm not. I'm, uh, Joe Albie is obviously a much better player,
0: but it's not about better. It's about stylistically what what do you want to do? And Howard, even at that point, was always the rim-running, catch and dunk center that you're talking about him playing with. He's he was a he was just a better version of Clint Capella, if even that. He never. I mean, that's why Dwight Howard is not one of the greatest of all time. He never developed a post game, so it's just not. It's but he not always relevant. did want to play down low. So but but and, you didn't want him to You know <laughs> But Like that's not That's my point right. Like Joel Embiid okay, You want saying, to do that And I'm I I'm, a I'm just saying It's not a lot. No of course it's not a lot. Of course it's not a lot. I'm just
1: saying It's not a lot That they can play together I'm not all that worried about it What I am worried about Is uh, Continued deterioration In Harden's game He's just not a guy Who takes care of himself like, No you're right But let's all know be this.
0: Let's be totally honest Uh for us, you and me, guys who do not root for the 76ers, watching Harden decay over the next several years will be nearly as entertaining as if they were winning titles.
1: Yeah. All right. That's <laughs> right.
0: Let's look, I'm glad you, we you settled co- in a happy you cover place. the Warriors. You root for the Bulls. These are yes. two teams that
1: ostensibly should be worried about this trade. How worried are you?
0: Uh, it doesn't change much. Right. I still think the biggest challenge for the Warriors if they're first of all this is all the NBA finals um they got bigger problems to deal with before they even get there with the Phoenix Suns and potentially even the Memphis Grizzlies uh but as far as the Warriors go I still think that um the Bucks are a bigger problem that being said like the Sixers, as you just said, are a better team now than they were. So if they do make the finals, like, that's a bad situation for the Warriors, too, because the their biggest problem is defending bigs. Um, so, you know, it doesn't change things that much, but it's not better for the Warriors. As far as the Bulls, like, I can't worry about other teams until I know what my team is. And they've just been so ravaged by injuries and Grayson Allen's garbage, dirty plays and uh, COVID And just everything That I'm just so happy my, my team is good enough to be hanging around Despite being completely ravaged The entire season um, I'm not looking
1: at the standings They're first in the East though, right?
0: I don't think they are today It changes okay. day to day in the Eastern Conference uh, But they have been at- First recently yeah, they've been first recently And at or around the top of the standings Basically all year long And it's because they're tough Yeah, right now they're a game and a half behind the Heat uh, Tied with the Cavs and Bucks For second in the East um, Let but, me ask
1: you this Would it surprise you If either the Heat or the Cavs Beat the 76ers in the
0: playoffs? Uh, no, it wouldn't shock me I don't but, think it would surprise me either No, but but... Before this deal, it would have surprised me if the Sixers beat those teams.
1: Fair enough. I'm just so, saying that if, if 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 you feel like the value of this deal is is best in the short term, like their short term is not exactly a lock. You know what I mean. Nobody's like, short term is, is a lock, up, but
0: their, <laughs> yeah. their their short term prospects, are, I think, are significantly better now than they were in uh, 38 hours ago.
1: They got they got James Harden for a player who wasn't playing in That's right, right. That's so what it comes down makes to. Them and yes. you know, look, Paul shorts.
0: Millsap plays basketball. You know, like he'll be in the rotation. Yeah, not even. He'll be in the rotation. Paul,
1: like I, uh, Paul, I have a, a soft spot for Paul Millsap uh, as a player. <laughs> he is so washed. He's is so. Is it because?
0: Washed. Is it because like you project that if you were an NBA player, you'd be Paul Millsap? No, because then I'd be super bored.
1: <laughs> but no, he, he played on. He, you know, I like some of those Hawks teams that where they, you know. Oh right, like I he forgot. Was a part of those, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. No,
0: he's an all star.
1: So, um, so yeah, you know. And then Red, he was like the workman-like guy in Utah forever. Sure. Like, yeah, like I, I, don't know. Like I like Paul Biset, but I,
0: he has been watched he's for old. a couple of years you now.
1: Yeah, look, yeah. he's old.
0: I'm just saying, like, you know, they have they have a team. They have a team, and it makes sense. And they have two players where they used to have none players, basically.
1: Yes, yeah, they got they made themselves better today. But I would have serious—I you can tell. Look, I have serious fears about what this is going to do to this franchise in three years. And they better pray Joel and beat Stays healthy. Yes,
0: well, that was the case anyway.
1: Uh, Right, that was always the case, true. But like, really, you know what I mean? Like, they could be worst team in the league uh, if he if he. Missed a year It could get really ugly
0: Yep It could get really really ugly No doubt Yeah right. Let's wrap it up on that Okay uh, Let's do homework Oh yeah I was gonna say We didn't do (laughs) homework
1: So It's Oscar season So I think we're gonna try to hit some Oscar stuff Between now uh, And the ceremony So a lot of it is streaming So we're gonna start with The Power of the Dog uh, Which is a Best Picture nominee And nominee for several other things Uh, That's on Netflix uh, I have uh, 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 recommended a show called The Girl Before mm-hmm. uh, Starring Goo and Bathory Raw Who we talked about a little bit uh, a couple of times on, on the show uh, Over the last couple of months uh, David Ayellowo is in that as well um, It's an erotic thriller, I'm told hey. That's on HBO Max Yep uh, There's a movie called Kimmy from Steven Soderbergh uh, K-I-M-I Max, Starring Zoe Kravitz
0: what? Yeah, K-I-M-I
1: yeah. K I M I, yeah. So uh, that's pretty much. We read that and we were in. Um, And then, last but not least, uh, inventing Anna on Netflix that stars Julia Garner of Ozark fame, uh, also Americans, Uh, and just one of the best young actresses going today in in, in my book. She needs some movie roles. We can get get her in some movies. Yeah. Um, So uh, some other good folks in that as well. so uh, we'll check that out. That is on Netflix. Yes. And that is your homework for this week. There's also a football game on Sunday that maybe you watch, but, uh, you know, if you have time, check it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually think it's going to be an entertaining game.
1: We didn't even make it. Uh, like, we didn't even get a pick on the game. I, I, think, I, can, I think I'm I i think going to guess just from your comments that you like Durant's.
0: Uh, No, I'm going to pick the Bengals. Uh, I can't process the concept of Matthew Stafford as a Super Bowl winner. It doesn't compute. Um, whoa! What was that, Derek?
1: I'm I'm back. I lost your audio for uh, uh, a while. Wow! Basically.
0: We just uh, we heard a very loud noise on our end, being me <laughs> and the listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's super weird. All
0: right. Well, yeah, it sounded you like, like the Bengals
1: because you can't process uh,
0: something. I, the the concept of Matthew Stafford as a Super Bowl winner is uh, just not computable for me. So um, I'm going with Joe Cool, uh, part two, and the Bengals. I think that's more fun. And look, I think it's going to be close. So why not pick an upset?
1: I am also going with Joey Burr. Um, definitely with points, but I like them to win the game outright. And I know that statistically, the Rams are a significantly better team. Uh, and generally, I'm more analytically inclined. Uh, but I don't know, man. I've just seen this dude. He's not scared of anything. Well, it uh, just, and how just often? just keeps coming, man. You can sack him nine times, you can go up 20 points. He's just yeah. going to keep coming. Yeah. And, and we... I've been watching it for a couple of years now. And I just, I want to be on board that train, particularly when the other side is occasionally prone to giving it away.
0: Agreed. We're very much on the same page here. And I guess one thing I would just say is as much as I think you and I both are opposed to the concept of wins as a quarterback stat, it does just feel like when it comes down to games like the Super Bowl to the big games, it so often is as simple as put those two quarterbacks next to each other and pick the one that you think's a winner. I mean, that's that's really – it comes down to that too often. And so yeah, I'm always. going with Joe often- Burrow. Yeah. You know,
1: Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. but It happens. Um,
0: but yeah. it's not what you expect, and it it, it doesn't usually happen. So I think, uh, yeah, we're, we see this the same way. Uh, indeed. Indeed. So All right.
1: uh, I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be fun, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week.
0: Sounds great. Bye-bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a
1: favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.